this isn't your typical job where someone's going to meet you on the first day of work and take you step-by-step through orientation where you'll get to slack off for the first 11 days in your real job before anyone really assigns you work to do. No, this is the freelance entrepreneurial world and it's not meant for everyone. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, it's Emily Reagan here. I'm so excited to have you here today. It is my favorite time of the week to get to talk to you and discuss all things about being a digital media virtual assistant, running a freelance business, a contractor business, and making money with your talent and your brains. Before we start, I'd love it if you signed up for my new masterclass, How to Specialize Online. We are going to cover five in-demand online skill sets for the freelancer who is ready to charge more and work with higher quality clients. Just go to emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass to sign up. You'll have a couple different times for the webinar. I'm doing some different times based on our crazy life right now. So hopefully there's something that matches you and what's happening in your home with the virtual school, the work, all of the stuff that you're trying to do, right? The masterclass is going to be a lot of fun. It's totally new, totally different from what I've taught in the past, all right? So sign up, emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass. The link is in the show notes. Today we're talking about if you're cut out to be a freelancer or digital media virtual assistant. The reason we're talking about this is, like I said in the intro, this is not your typical job. No one's going to sit around and tell you what to do, pay you for doing very little work. No one's going to hold your hand and tell you what to do every step of the way. And you're not guaranteed a paycheck if you're not working. So this isn't meant for everybody. I wanted to go over these 10 items that freelancers are good at. So you'll kind of self-qualify and know if this really is your path, your gateway to owning your own business, because it's not easy either. Sometimes it would be way easier to quit my job and go make a salary doing a humdrum, you know, PR job or something at some corporate level. Like I could do that. For some of us though, there's this entrepreneurial spirit. We want more than that. We want the ceiling off of our salary. We don't want to be capped at a certain level. We don't want to be stuck at a certain hourly rate. We don't want to be stuck working for the man. And so much comes with the freedom of setting our own schedule and working from home. And for everybody, this is a different business. For some of us, when we haven't worked in a while, we're just eager to start and start slowly. We want to have a balanced life. We have kids to manage. Maybe we have a full-time job to manage. We have hobbies to pursue, and we don't want to be locked into a nine-to-five. And especially now, with COVID and the worldwide pandemic, people really do want to work from home. For some of us, it's about dusting off our skill set and getting online in new ways that we hadn't thought of. So there's so much freedom when you're not working for the man. You can do the tasks that you like, and then you're not at risk of getting fired or let go if a store has to close. You know what I mean? So my heart goes out to any of you who find yourself in this situation Just know the online world is exploding. There are so many opportunities right now. You could make this freelancer contractor business a full-time income easily. 
I've had several students do that. I seem to have a lot of teachers in my tribe right now, and they need to dial back the teaching. And as we know, teaching can be a very exhausting job. There's a lot on your plate with very little pay. And I've had quite a few students who wanted to transition to working from home, found this virtual assistant avenue, and were doing it much sooner than they thought. They got the clients from my course and from my work group because I shared client leads and job opportunities. They were able to match their full-time income teaching much sooner than they thought. And it happens. But for some people, it's not about a full-time income. For some of us, like my friend Laura, it was just about working again and working again on her own terms and working when the kids were just in school. She didn't want to go back and use her engineering degree full time. I Raise your hand if that's you. I don't want to be locked in a nine to five where I only have 10 days of leave a year and then I'm sweating. Like, do I go visit mom? Do I go visit my in-laws? Do I go see my grandpa? Like, what do I do those 10 days? When you own your own business, there's so many perks. And I'm painting this picture for you so you can see the good side. But let's talk about who would make a good freelancer in the first place, because there is a lot of extra responsibilities that comes with owning your own business. And then, of course, working in this type of capacity where you're working with clients and you don't always have this set list of tasks that you're doing every day. So the first trait I want to talk about is, are you a self-learner? Are you someone who isn't afraid to dig out the answer on your own and stay on top of the newest tech, the newest trends? Do you enjoy learning? Is this light you up? Because for some people, it doesn't. The thought of learning, yeah, okay, I'll be honest. The new Facebook feed has me a little perplexed, and that's because I haven't had the dedicated time to figure it out, right? That doesn't mean I'm not capable. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It just, for me, is like a time factor right now. And I know it'll be better. Sometimes like a granny with technology, I'm like, I'll get there. I just need a little bit of time. But overall, though, I love learning. One of the questions I ask business owners to ask their potential virtual assistant or specialist in an interview is ask them, what course would you take? If you could take any course out there right now, what would you take? And that says so much about the candidate they're interviewing. What are their passions? What are they eyeing? Where do they want to go? And if they don't have a course in mind or some kind of like direction, then I don't think they're a self-learner. I think the true self-learners are always eyeing another mastery, wanting to learn something. And this is important because business owners need somebody who's just going to figure it out and they need to stay on top of it on their own. They can't expect the clients to be reminding them every step of the way what's new, what they should learn, and all of that. So in a freelance business, staying on top of that will make you ahead of the game. Okay, the second thing is to be checklist-driven. You have to like getting things done. And I, I know so many of you are like that. You love the thought of tangible results, checking things off, getting tasks done. You're like a task master. Sometimes it's so much easier to do it for our clients than do it for ourselves or our own business. Or maybe in my case, just housework in general. I don't get satisfaction out of that. But I love tangible results in other fields. To be driven like this, you have to have follow through. You can't just set lofty goals like, oh, that would be nice to do. You have to really be driven to follow through and complete the task. Business owners are so overwhelmed. They need to know that somebody will take care of it and finish it and move on to the next thing. They want it 100% delegated to their virtual assistant. 
Number three is multitasker. Are you a multitasker? Can you do several projects at once? I've heard a bunch of science quotes saying that people who are multitasking don't actually do a good job. And I don't mean physically doing two things at the same time, but I mean, can you juggle several projects, several tasks that have to get done, short-term and long-term at the same time? Can you set your focus on one while still having the other one on the back burner or knowing that that's in line number two? Can you juggle several different things at once for a client? And sometimes, in some cases, several different clients. For some people, they can't do that. My husband's a little bit like that in the kitchen. I, I will see him just staring at the pot of water boiling. And I appreciate him cooking, but it makes me chuckle because while that pot of water is boiling, and I mean this literally, he could be unloading the dishwasher. So yeah, sometimes it can be like being efficient with that time, but it's also just about having several open-ended projects ongoing. I think as women, we're pretty good at that anyway, but some people just can't do it. And that's okay. No, know that about yourself. The fourth thing is being detail-oriented. Now, business owners, when they hire it out, I one of their pet peeves is the mistakes that their people make. You just can't make mistakes. You can't make that many typos. If somebody is paying you to do this, you need to make sure you turn it in thoroughly. With that said, there is a project management triangle. I talk about this a lot. And you have it between the efficiency, like time, quality, and money. And you kind of have to hit those three sweet spots. But there's a certain element of being detail-oriented that is just unforgivable, like getting times right, setting up calendar event times right. When you're emailing customers on behalf of your client, got to get the details right of the email. Got to get the names right. You're representing your client, so you have to be very detail-oriented. You can't just rush through that. You also can't go at a snail's pace too, (laughs) but you have to get it right. They are outsourcing you to get it right. And some people are just a little bit too fast, a little bit too sloppy, and then their brain doesn't work like that. So know what part of the task you're doing if if that matches with you or not. Now, the fifth thing is being independent and autonomous. I have always loved working by myself. And it's not that I'm a people person, but I don't require handholding. Like once I know the way, I love to get the work done. I love not to have to wait on people. And I love being left alone to just go do it. I love to do the work. I'm a doer. I'm an implementer. My last two full-time jobs, I was a one-woman show and I loved it for two different nonprofits. And it was so much fun because I got to do a little bit of everything and I didn't wait on anybody And I got to do it all and I got to do it myself. And when I needed help, there's resources and people to include. But for the most part of the job, I don't have to sit down to all these team meetings, flush out things together. I just get it done. So for some people, that just doesn't work. Like some people need a lot of handholding. They don't know what to do when they're in charge. They don't know how to set their own focus and direction or plan out projects so they actually finish them. So to kind of flip-flop on that, you still need to be a people person. You still need to get along with people. And that's number six. You have to have the people skills to work with clients because ultimately you don't work alone. Like you have to develop that good relationship with your client. You have to be able to bring in new clients. And on top of that, you are representing your client to their customers, whether that's on social media, in the inbox, in the DMs. You have to have people skills. Oh, Facebook community manager, that's a good one too. You have to be able to be nice, be empathetic, 
you have to get along with people. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. The seventh thing is you have to be okay with the tech and computers. Freelance businesses are all online now. (laughs) I'm laughing at this because we're all here. If you can figure out how to listen to a podcast, you're probably good. But I have talked to people who have that negative mindset like, oh, I don't like technology. Oh, I don't like this. And those people, I don't think, should be running their own virtual assistant business because you are going to have to master several different kinds of technology and things that are new. You're going to have to go in there with a positive mindset saying, I can do this. You're going to have to learn how to invoice your clients. You're going to have to learn how to do a proposal. You might have to learn some new technology when it comes to social media or scheduling tools or backends of websites. You, You have to get a little bit uncomfortable with that, but you can't be intimidated by tech. I laugh because I think of one of my um, former bosses. This is one I actually didn't get along with very well. I think the chances of her listening to this podcast are pretty nil. But she had started as a executive director role. And her first week on the job, I just remember her yelling my name, just yelling my name down the hallway. And it was like Cinderella, Emily, Cinderella. And she just was like falling apart. She's like, I can't get my laptop on. And I had a reputation for being tech savvy, but I'm no IT person, you guys. I'm not a coder. I'm just capable of figuring things out and Googling things and and just trying. So whenever it comes to technology, of course, my my best advice is power off, power back on, (laughs) you know, reset the app, restart the phone, unplug it, restart it, you know, escape, escape, escape. Well, this boss was yelling at me to fix her laptop. And guess what? It wasn't even plugged in. She was already going in there like, oh, this is going to fail. I don't know how to do this new laptop situation. It's different than my old office. She was kind of a negative person in general, which is why I didn't last very long in that job once she started her throne. But I, to this day, laugh. I'm like, come on. If you just pause for a minute, you can figure out that technology. It's not out to get you. And I remember her, now this is becoming a rag session, right? I remember her asking me to help her with QuickBooks. And it was something I'd never done before because this was a good like 14 years ago. Never done QuickBooks. I'm still not like super proficient at it. But you guys, I'm not afraid to click and figure it out. It's very intuitive. There's tutorials. There's little help buttons. You know that question mark? It usually means you can get help. There's chat support. And I started to click around in it for her. And I'm like, this is not that hard. I mean, it's not like I could run a PL like at that moment, but you could kind of see what you needed to see. I'm like, what is going on? Like you cannot have that mindset when it comes to technology, when it comes to software platforms, and when it comes to things like social media, things are intimidating at first, but you can learn it. You're totally capable. And if you're thinking death to technology, you're in the wrong world. Actually, I don't know what world you should go into because it's pretty much needed. Like, look at my kids for virtual school. They're mastering Google Drive more so than some of my clients. No offense, Wendy, you're getting there. 
All right, (laughs) number eight. You have to like problem solving. Yes, you have to like to use your brain. You have to like that practical application of your brain, right? You run into a challenge, how are you going to fix it? You're not going to pop over to your client and say, oh no, my laptop won't turn on. What am I going to do, right? You're going to troubleshoot that. You're going to Google it. You're going to turn to your community. If you're in my crash course, you have an amazing community to talk to, to ask questions of others who've been there before. There's other Facebook groups. There's YouTube and Google and tons of ways to figure things out. And then you also have your good old-fashioned brain. You can do it. Problem solving is a big one because clients will come to you and say, I need help doing this. What should I do? This is leading into number nine, being an action taker. You need to be okay taking imperfect action. You need to be okay making fast decisions because you don't have time to waste and mull it over, right? So you combine your problem solving with your action taking, and that is the ultimate service that you're offering to your clients. That's what they need. And this applies to any kind of freelance business. If you niche down by now, it still applies to you. You're only really good at what you do by now. And if you're a well-rounded, generalist, versatile virtual assistant in digital marketing, it really applies to you. They're hiring you to help figure it out, and they're not going to have this hundred dollar an hour tech person on call. But when you need that person, you know where to find them, right? You can't be expected to know it all, but you can be expected to try to figure it out and find solutions and offer advice. Say, this is what some of my friends tell me to do. This is what I've heard on this podcast. Here are some options. You can put some of the decision-making back on the business owner, no problem, but you can also help them figure stuff out. That's why you're here, right? Number 10, you need to be someone who's not overwhelmed, not easily overwhelmed. I think it's hard with a freelance business because it can feel like a never-ending to-do list, right? Especially if you're juggling multiple clients. There's always going to be work to do, and you kind of have to be okay setting it aside and getting to it later. Knowing what's a priority, knowing what your focus is, getting direction from your client what their focus is. That's like a whole nother episode. But you're going to know there's always going to be something to tackle, and you have to be okay moving something to the back burner. Not all of the tasks are going to get done at once. I know I struggle with this. Deb on my team struggles with this. Like you want to get it done because you are checklist driven. Back to number two, you feel good when things are done. You don't like things on your plate, but you also have to find that balance of letting some things hang out until it's time to finish them. And if you're overwhelmed by all of the tasks, then you're going to get nowhere. You have to be able to set your priorities and work toward the end goals for whatever those top priorities are. And it's okay to be experimenting during the time. There's this uncomfortable position where you don't have all of the answers and that can be overwhelming. And you can say to your client, hey, we're going to test out different social media posts. We're going to try different emails and and send them out at different times. And we're just going to see what works. You might not always have all of the answers, but together you guys can figure them out. And being overwhelmed is just going to keep you stuck and it's not going to exude confidence with your clients. Clients really like somebody who can come in there and say, hey, I got your back. I'll figure it out. Take a deep breath because they're usually panicking, right? They're usually overwhelmed. They're usually having a hard time delegating. They're usually desperate. And they're just so happy you're here. So you might have to fake that confidence a little bit, right? And just know you have the power to figure it out because of all of the 10 things that we went over, right? 
I hope that gets you motivated. I hope you're saying like, yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. And yeah, can we work on some of those things? Are there is there room for improvement? For sure. Totally, totally, totally. Right now, there's a couple professions that I think make really excellent digital marketing and social media virtual assistants. So first of all, I'm finding a lot of teachers are really good at this because they're very versatile. They're used to working independently. They like to figure things out. They're very organized. Like, look at those bulletin boards, sister. I see you. You're so good with your lesson plans. Plus, you have the people skills dealing with parents and kids and the patients. I'm finding a lot of teachers make excellent digital media virtual assistants. I'm also finding that people who have admin experience, past jobs do really, really well because they've mastered the organizing part of it. They usually grow up to be really good online business managers, digital business managers. There's all different sexy ways of saying it project managers, but those admin skills, if you can add digital marketing to it, if at one point you were really good at keeping your clients, your business owners, your past bosses organized and on track, you could really, really translate well to the VA world and up level as a project manager or an integrator or online business manager. So people who are already virtual assistants, people who are administrative assistants, and people who are executive assistants just need to brush up on some of your digital marketing so you can up-level there. I also love to scoop up some of my friends who have any kind of like remote talent in marketing, journalism, or communications, and the technical talent when it comes to photography, when it comes to video editing, audio editing, graphic design. I love to scoop up people like that who don't really see the possibilities of a freelance business and how much clients are looking for them right now. Like they would be scooped up if we could just add digital marketing skills to them. So some of my past workers are coming to me. They're coming from PR. They're coming from journalism backgrounds. And I'm like, listen, if you can learn some of this stuff, like you will have a solid base for your freelance business to do almost whatever the heck you want. But you got to learn this digital marketing stuff. you got to learn online business strategies and what business owners are trying to do. You have to fill in some of the holes there and dust off some of your skills. Okay, so I hope this helps. I hope this gets you motivated because sometimes we look around and we see other people online and we're like, oh man, I can't compete with that. That person looks like they've been doing it for years. And really, truly, if you're a self-learner, If you have follow through and you like to get things done, if you can easily multitask several different things at once, like hello, laundry and Netflix, just kidding. If you're detail oriented, you're autonomous, you get along with people, you like technology, you're good at problem solving, you take action and you are not easily overwhelmed where you just want to throw in the towel and quit and cry then I think I could really help you. So I encourage you to sign up for my webinar. If you're listening to this podcast and the webinar period is over, just know that we'll launch the crash course again. Just go ahead and get on the wait list. But if you know you want to take that webinar, aka masterclass, go to emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass. We're going to talk about five more specific roles where you could work online based on what you're good at and what business owners are really seeking. I get a lot of job opportunities, you guys. I had 10 in my inbox yesterday alone that I'm posting to my work group and to my students. So I know I could help you get started with these business owners who are looking for their perfect unicorn. They're looking for people from different backgrounds, different industries, different knowledge, 
and they all want some digital marketing and administrative help. So I'm here to help you get that digital marketing part of it down. So my crash course is opening soon. You can get on the waitlist at vacrashcourse.com. But if you have all these traits, if you like to do all these things, like you got it made. So just shout out to all of you listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate your reviews. I love seeing you share the podcast and what you're doing. Thank you so much for being in my tribe. I would love to invite you to listen to next episode because we are talking to another one of my students who owned her own paint company. Yeah, she's kind of a big deal. And I'm telling you, very smart women and a couple men can do this freelance job. Victoria is a prime example of many of my students who come from a rich background, from educational and work experiences that are totally unique and can totally make this freelance business something profitable, something where they're booked out, something where they've created their dream job working for their ideal clients. And just think of that. That's like, this is life-changing. This is impact here, right? Like, this is a better life for anybody who doesn't want to go to the nine-to-five, who doesn't want to work at a call center or JCPenney, who doesn't want the pressure of working in a corporate position. So I'll see you then. I'll tell you more about Victoria then. And don't forget to sign up for the webinar. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Just kidding. That was really dorky, but you can totally keep it in. Podcast editor, Emily. (laughs) Now there is some very scientific key. I should probably start that one over. Okay, that goes with the last one. Okay, cut that out. That was a bad segue.